This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. This episode is supported by Trustonomy, an original podcast from OneTrust. Every good relationship you have, personal or business, it involves trust. But we all know that trust doesn't just happen, right? We've all lost trust in a friend or a brand or a product. Trustonomy is a new podcast that looks at true stories from the past to understand how trust works and what makes it stronger and how to rebuild it when it's broken. Now, you know, I'm a sucker for a good podcast that weaves historical stories and relates it to what's happening today. So I thoroughly enjoyed this Trustonomy episode and recommend that you check that out as well. Search for Trustonomy in your podcast player. We'll also include a link in the show notes. Many thanks to the One Trust team for their support. And we are back. Well, sort of. Yeah, well, yeah, sort of, right? We, we finished up season four of Rocket Ship, and, and while season five won't kick off for a little while, uh, that doesn't mean that we've gone silent. No, we definitely have not gone silent. In fact, we have all sorts of interesting stuff that we're working on and will be releasing between season four and season five. We've got individual interviews we've done with product leaders, and we also have a mini series here and there on topics that we think you'll be interested in. Yeah, in fact, I think that's why we're here today. It most certainly is. Now, you remember the episodes that we released this past season with Bob Mesta, where he helped my company, Product Collective, and our conference industry on really just understanding our attendees better, right? Of course. Uh, Those are actually some of the most talked about episodes of the past season. Yes. Well, because of that, 
I know we figured we could go a little bit deeper. Uh, in those episodes, we released clips of real Jobs to Be Done interview that Bob did on our behalf. And I had myself on mute. I was taking tons of notes. Right. But we probably released, what, like 15 minutes of the total clips? I, I know that interview itself was over an hour long. That's right. And we thought it'd be helpful if everybody could just hear that full interview in all of its glory. I, you know, sometimes to get better at jobs to be done and feel more comfortable conducting a true jobs to be done interview, at least for me, it just helps to hear one from beginning to end. So what we thought we could do is actually open up the veil a little bit and release that full interview that Bob did with one of our attendees. For those of you who have always wanted to sit next to somebody like Bob Mesta as he conducts one of these interviews and learn from the person who helped create the jobs to be done concept itself, I think you're going to love this one. Welcome to Rocketship.fm. In season four of Rocketship, we are diving into everything product and growth. Rocketship FM is produced in partnership with Product Collective. We're your hosts, Michael Saka and Mike Belsito. Okay, so this full jobs to be done interview that Bob helped you with, it's a bit long. It's, it's like over, over an hour uh, I think we should play half of the interview now, and then we'll follow up and play the second half in the next episode. I think that sounds great. And after that, my partner, Paul, and I, we could chat about what we actually took away from the interview. Because believe it or not, that single interview that Bob did with us in the very beginning, it's actually already helped us make changes within our conference. Oh, yeah? And, and you're already seeing good results. Yes. And in fact, I have a pretty funny story to tell you related to that, but not yet. First, let's get to the actual interview itself. All right. So with that, here is the first half of the Job Speed Done interview conducted by Bob Mesta with industry attendee Matt Raglan, onboarding lead at ConvertKit. This call is being recorded. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It's Mike Belsito here. Hi, Mike. How are you? Bye. I'm all right. How are you? Good. All right. So we're going to talk to Matt. We are going to talk to Matt, and he was a first-time attendee this past year. All right, so we'll do about 45 minutes to an hour with him, and then uh, we'll hang up at when he's done, and then we'll call back in, and we'll have a second call that will debrief the, the pushes and the pulls and the anxiety to have the timeline. All right, sounds good. And I'll mostly just be – I'm going to put myself on mute pretty much when he joins. Is that yeah, – Well, and every once in a while, I'll ask you if you have any questions. You can feel free to chime in. Um, okay. Um, and then we'll, we'll, you know, we'll go from there. But I'll, 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 I'll try to leave some openings for you. Hello. Hey, is that Matt? Yes, it is. Mike. Hey. Yes, it's Mike here, and Bob's with us as well. Hey, Matt. Hello. How are you? Nice, nice to meet Good. you. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you too. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to both of you as well. Good. So thank you for taking the time. Um, we're doing what I, what I would say is early research to get the language, basically, on why people attend industry, right? So we're going to end up doing a survey later. But I want to more or less figure out the job you hired this, you know, this, this conference for. You up for that? Right. I'm up for it. Let's do it. All right. So, so it's going to be – so the, the setup is pretty much the same. It's like we're looking for language. We're trying to basically make sure we understand what you mean. Um, and, and the best way to think about it is I almost want to shoot the documentary about kind of how, how you found industry, how you decided that was the conference, and then how well did it kind of meet those expectations. And then if we have some extra time, 
we might talk about some other conferences you've been to. Sounds great. Perfect. So let's let's start with just set the scene for me. Give me a little bit of your background, where you work, what you do, and then we'll just kind of let the conversation flow from there. Great. So I work at ConvertKit. It's an email marketing platform for creators and similar to MailChimp, uh, AWeber, Infusionsoft. And so what the the role that I've had here is on the customer success team. And I've been Mm -hmm. with ConvertKit for a little over two years now. And uh, I've been doing more and more on the uh, customer research side. And I wanted to continue to develop my skills and also connections and resources around product management, product design, so that um, I would have a better skill set to be able to take customer interactions and research and take the next step and be able to uh, have a bigger role in implementing them into the product. So that was that was a lot of my kind of initial thinking around looking for the conference. Got it. Got it. Okay. How long have you been with ConvertKit? A little over two years. So I started. Where, where, yeah, that's uh, how you say that. But, um, but where were you before? Sorry. Gotcha. I was doing I was doing some contract work with a couple other startups, um, three four months at a time, and really before even before even ConvertKit. I had been applying for tech jobs for a little over a year and had been, like I said, supporting myself with contract work. So um, that was what I was what I was doing before. And the, most of the contract work was around like um, copywriting, customer education, like filling out people's knowledge bases, uh, doing onboarding and education videos, things like that. Okay. okay. And uh, where are you in the world? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. Have you always been in Nashville? No, I we moved to Nashville in 2013. 2013. Okay. And we is uh, you and your wife. Yes, okay. my wife and I. Yeah. Kids yet? We have a two-year-old boy. All right. Life is life is busy. I know that. I have four, it so it's very busy. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm the so, oldest of five, so get the business. I'm the youngest of four, so uh, like <laughs> I, I'll say, I'd rather be the youngest than the oldest. The oldest always cuts his teeth on everything. That's it. The youngest gets away with murder. So, all right. So, so when did you when did you first hear about industry? Do you remember? Yes, I did. It was on a podcast. Mike was a guest on a podcast. Um, Which podcast? Uh, I believe, and I can I can circle back and double check, but I believe it was uh, this is product management. Okay. And and do you listen to that one regularly? Intermittently, so uh, I haven't listened to it in a little while. But okay. at at the time, I was I was really just trying to get as much uh, information as I can about about the job, about the role. Right. Do you remember when um, when that was about? Was that in the summer? Was it was it over spring? the spring. It was over the summer. Okay. Uh, late spring, early summer, May, May or June. Okay. 
And and this is gonna straight seem strange, but where were you in the car? Were you working out, or were you at your desk? I was, I was most likely in the car at that time. I was hustling my son back and forth to daycare a good bit. Um, my wife, my wife's a nurse, and so on the days that she did work, um, I would take him there and back and. So the daycare was about 20 minutes away, so I could get a yep. pretty good, pretty good podcast in. Get a podcast in. And, and was this one of those things where you, you heard it and it's like, oh, I got to write that down or I got to remember that? Or was it like, hey, that would be a good idea. Let me, you know, like, can you almost shoot the scene of you hearing it and then thinking about it? As best you can sure. remember. Yeah. yeah, I was, I was in the car, like I said, most likely I could have also been on a walk. Um, yeah. But, you know, probably not at, I try and keep, probably not at my desk and probably not working out. But, um, yeah, I was, so I was in the car and just, I, I needed a conference to attend uh, every year. Uh, that's one of the, th- one of the continuing education things we have at ConvertKit, which is nice. You get to go to a conference each year. And. Um, I wanted my conference, I was already in the mindset of like, I wanted my, my conference to be one that would help me kind of level up my skills and knowledge in, in the tech, in the tech industry. Uh, the year before I had just gone to like a fun conference and I talk about, talk more about that later, but, um, I wanted, like I said, this one. So when I heard a product and um, I saw that Jason Freed was going to be, so let me rewind. Um, Yeah, I just made a mental note of it. And then when I was back in my computer or done driving, I just looked up the website, saw the speaker, saw the speaker profiles and saw that Jason uh, Freed was speaking and that you also were speaking and leading a workshop actually because I've been studying jobs to be done. And so when I saw both of those, when I heard about it and I saw you and Jason were speaking, I began the process of uh, signing up. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Now back to the show. Not, not right away. I still needed to talk, talk with my direct, about it but that was that was the first step for me right but but you but you one is you had a slot that you had to fill you had a conference you could go to, to in 2017 and where did you go last year the 2016 i went to one in portland called the world domination summit and it is it was more um just to paint you a little bit more of a picture there we're a remote company and yeah. at that point um, at that point, when I signed up for WDS, I knew a lot of our customers were going to be there and also a lot of our employees that I, at that point, I'd been with the company six, seven months and had not met really any of them in person. And so that was, that was, I hired World Domination Summit really as like just a relationship building conference. Well, I think. And it was your first, you know, you're just new with the company. You can at least put names with faces, spend some time with them, hang out, that kind of stuff. But as this time came around, it's like, you know, I need to, you said, level up my skills. 
knowledge around yep. product management. What, what does that mean, level up? I, I'm not sure I'm familiar with the term. Sure. Yeah, to me, you know, one of the things that I've kind of gotten consistent feedback about from uh, ConvertKit and then in some other roles, but especially ConvertKit as like my first uh, extended full-time job in tech mm -hmm. is that, Matt, you're great with relationships. You're great working with the customers directly. Uh, we'd like to see you uh, have more have more skills around the technical aspect of your job. Uh, that's managing managing projects, taking the lead and ownership on uh, different types of experiments that you want to run, uh, being able to like communicate with the engineers better, and um, understanding the data behind uh, the data behind what's important to your role. And so I started looking for, and to me, to me, when I heard that, and you know, after asking some questions of my directs as well, uh, to me, that sounded a lot like what a product project manager does. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And so that's when I started looking for, and this was, and this was just to kind of throw it, throw it back even a couple of years before that I had actually um, interviewed for a project product manager role at a company called backcountry.com in Salt Lake City in 2012. And yeah. I didn't, I did not get that job, but that's what really uh, sparked my interest in, in the role. And I've been uh, um, and, on and, and off pursuing you, it. Yes. Uh, again, sorry, I'm going to interrupt just because I, I don't want you to move too far ahead without me kind of make sure I unpack it. Right. So is that, is that really kind of where you were headed in that you took the, the initial kind of um, customer success job, knowing that, Hey, if I get in here, I can maybe get over to uh, I can get over to the product management pro uh, project management side. But uh, is that where you wanted to be, or did you really like customer service? And this was more about extending customer service or customer success. No, that's a great question. And to me, yes, I've I've been I've been bearing towards product and project management uh, since since that time. And since, to since me, back country. since since back country in 2012, and to me, um, customer success, customer support was uh, something that I was already good at and could do. So to me, it, yes, it was a foot in. It was a foot in the door. So when 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 you got, do you remember when you got this feedback? Around kind of having I've, more skills on the technical side. Do you remember when you got that performance review? It was spring of 2017. Were you expecting it or was it like, holy crap, what are they saying? Like, like what, were you surprised by it? Was, were you caught off guard with it? Or was it like, yeah, I know that, but, but now they're going to help me with it? I mean, was it, were you, what was it, that like when you was, heard it? Yeah, uh, it was something that I wasn't surprised to hear. Uh, and in some ways I was, I was glad to hear it, but it was also that like, okay, you know, how can, how can we get there together? And is this something that you like the thing that I want to do in terms of products and projects at the company, is this something that you see me doing as well? Or am I expending a lot of personal energy to do something that you don't really see me as a fit for? Um, and so it was, in some ways, it was a tough, 
uh, feedback session, but we also came out of it like, okay, now we're, now we're both on the same page. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's one of those things you would, you would prefer to figure it out yourself, but at the same time, when they say it, it's kind of like it's on the table and you got to be like, all right, now I got to, now I really got to do something about this. Right. Got it. Okay. And, and, and was there a, was there a plan put in place or was there, was it kind of left like, you know, well, you got to improve these things. What are you going to do? Or just over the next 12 months, you got to work on this. Uh, the plan was really left up to me to figure out and then get feedback on. Um, yeah. But, but, but they didn't like, they didn't suggest a place to go. They didn't give you like, Hey, you should take this class or these set of classes or, you know, boy, you should, cause again, you're remote. So it's, it's, you know, if you've got any right. downtime, it's like, you know, it, it, but they had no suggestion for anything. Not really. Uh, the only thing that we did talk about, and this is kind of a shared, I don't I hesitate to even call it an initiative because that makes it sound mm-hmm. even more organized than it was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. we we have a we do have a a membership with a kind of coding school called Treehouse. Yeah. And really, the extent of it was, why don't you look into Treehouse and see what okay. what would be useful. And so I did jump into Treehouse. Um, I did jump into Treehouse and start going through their like data science visualization tracks, uh, mostly beginning just with uh, learning learning SQL. Yeah, yeah. So so in this case, this was you diving into the technical stuff, but it wasn't really necessarily getting you the the product management and project management stuff. It was just more the the technical foundations that Treehouse offered. Right. Got it. All right, so now I want to go back in. Uh, so that's April. If I go sometime in the summer, you, you you hear the podcast with Mike, and and what the heck did Mike say that kind of made it? You, you said a little bit about the people, but like I need to unpack that a little bit more. What were you envisioned? Like who right. who are these people? And you know, I know I'm one of them, but it's like what what what's in your head? I'm trying to get like. You know, why is Jason uh, of interest in this situation? Because I, I would never consider Jason a product manager, but maybe he is. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, part of it with Jason is uh, his book, Rework, was one of the really early ones that I read about uh, working in tech and software and uh, just kind of a different a different way of doing work. And so mm-hmm. uh, hearing Jason was to me also just maybe not even fully, probably not even fully related to product management, but just wanting to hear Jason speak and do uh-huh. kind of a Q&A fireside session. That was So this is where I wanna, I wanna make sure we have the, have the right almost frame around this, which is like you're in the car or you're walking, right? And you're like, you hear Mike talking, he says, oh yeah, Jason Fried's gonna be there. And he's gonna talk about like, what was it that you said, boy, I can learn? Like, is it just that he's the author and, and have you used Basecamp or is it just one of those, like what, like cause we at do. some point you didn't know the format, right? You didn't know it was going to be a fireside talk. Right. right. Yeah, that's so, true. Uh, we, we do use Basecamp at ConvertKit. Uh, we, to me, the draw with Jason is that we take a lot of cues, maybe sometimes too many cues from Basecamp and how they operate as a business. And so I just wanted to hear Jason talk about really, I mean, really whatever. <laughs> there wasn't yeah. 
there wasn't really a frame. Like I just wanted to hear him, uh, you know, kind of talk about how he thinks about how he thinks about business and projects and, um, you know, just work in general. Um, even though I'd probably at some point you, I've probably read something about anything that he said on stage, but Yeah. yeah, there's just something about, hearing it live being in the room. Yep. 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 And so the other thing you said, you said you've been, had you started uh, using or thinking about or reading about jobs be done at that point as well? I had. Yes. So, and where did you like, so how did you know me? That's a, that's a really weird question, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure. There were, so we also use intercom uh, at ConvertKit. And so, of course, they have um, they've talked about you a lot. There's a couple other people that I follow. Uh, a couple of ConvertKit customers. One, his name is Justin Jackson, and he's a friend, yeah. and yep. he talks about jobs to be done. And so, yeah, between uh, Intercom, I read their book on jobs to be done. Also, now at ConvertKit, I manage our onboarding process. So I I had been thinking a lot about you know when people are coming into ConvertKit what are and we're onboarding them how can we communicate the job how can we understand and communicate the job that they are hiring it for so that's where I'd say between Justin and and also another I mean I know Basecamp uses you know uses Ryan Singer um yeah. talks about jobs to be done a lot and then at um High Rise one of the I guess spin offs uh, face camp, yep. Nate, Nate user, yep. Nate had been yep. talking about it a lot at that point too. Got it. So, so in that case, the, the, the wagons were circling and that kind of, so, so this is, this is where you heard it. And then you went back to either that week, that day, that week, you know, sometime, like, when did you start to think about, you know, I need to go to this conference? Yeah. When I mean, for me, web, when did you go to the website? I'd say within if not that day, then definitely within that week, because okay. um, I was looking for something that would fit into would fit into our calendar. Um, you know, especially with uh, my wife working full time as well, needed to just look at the dates. So I probably did that very quickly, probably the same day, even though I don't remember. Specifically, can, you, can you explain but, fit into my calendar? Fit into my calendar just to unpack that a little bit more for me. Sure. Is that, is yeah, that just, for for work or for is that for home? Work and home, but I would say mostly for home because at this point it was uh, three or four months away, and I just oh, needed okay. to make sure that it wasn't overlapping with any family trips or events that we had. Um, I can give my wife plenty of notice on like, hey, I need they, I need, I need you to not work these days so that I can go to the conference. And the other yeah. thing is that even though, even though I don't travel a lot for ConvertKit, um, I tend to travel a little bit more in the fall, and so I just needed to make sure we didn't, I didn't have any uh, work trips around that time. Did did you look for any other conferences? Was there any other, you know, did you think about going back to World Domination Summit or anything like that? I did, but uh, like I said, that's more of just a have fun relationship building conference. And though I did uh, really miss that aspect of it, it wasn't, 
I didn't seriously consider it last year. And and it was almost a, an explicit trade off of you know I can go hang with people in the company, but you know I talked to him enough and I met him last year. I really need to work on this right. part because of my feedback in in April. Right. That's right. And was there any other conferences that you looked at? Was like business of software or mind the product or any 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 of the other I, kind of product stuff? I did. I looked at mind the product. Um, okay. I looked at Mind the Product. I looked at, I think it's the, I think there's one called the Product Management Festival. Okay. Um, maybe out, maybe out, I know it's out in Switzerland. And even though that sounded really fun, I knew that I wasn't going to get. Uh, <laughs> a little too far. Yeah, yeah. But what, yeah. <laughs> so what, what, what did you see? What did you see at Mind the Product that would be like, okay, this is a fit or no. Yeah, no, this isn't good enough. From from my recollection, um, and this may or may not be true, but I remember thinking this seems a little too short. I think it's only a day, maybe a day and a half, and I wanted just I wanted I wanted more time, more immersion, um, in like any of the tracks. And also, like I said, with um, you know, Jason and yourself, and also the ability to this was another thing. Uh, the ability to I I came to your jobs to be done workshop and that was okay. another thing that I had been I had been looking at uh, attending uh, by itself like even outside of um, the product you know this product conference um, and so I was like okay kill two birds with one stone but yeah with mine the product it just kind of seems like okay it's going to be I think you know a thousand dollars for a day and a half plus flying flying to San Francisco. I can't I feel like I I feel like there might have been a date conflict as well, but you know, Nashville to Cleveland is such an easy flight. There there was the workshop. It was it just made made a lot more sense in terms of the money, the time and all of it. Yeah. And and what is your who which who's your boss? What, uh, your direct who what's his 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 or his her name? So his his name is Matt. First Newbill. Matt as well. Matt as well. All right. So Matt. So what what did Matt say when you when you said, "Hey, I want to go to this conference," or did you did you bring all three to the table and then explain why you wanted to go to Cleveland, or just say, "Hey, I want to go to Cleveland." I pretty much just said, "Hey, I want to go to Cleveland." I did say, "Like, here's why," and for those reasons, I said, "Yeah, it's." It's close, so I won't have to spend like an extra, basically like an extra total day flying back and forth. Um, you know, I can, it's an hour, it's a quick flight. I also, like, it's a little bit cheaper than these other ones. It'll help me like, get better at you know, understanding and managing product, the products and projects. Um, and then we had been, you know, I had been, already trying to work on and implement some of the jobs to be done framework. And so that was a, you know, your workshop was another piece of the pitch. And then um, just saying like, Hey, and Jason Freed's going to be there too. I'd love to hear him. You know, I'd love to hear him speak since we. Yeah, kind of did so Matt, did Matt want to go as well? He didn't. He, uh, he's not a big conference guy, actually. He didn't go to any conferences. Last did, year. did he think, did um, he think that it would be useful for you? He had some mixed feelings initially. 
Um, but I'll kind of hedge that by saying he he all he almost always like brings up uh, something a little conflicting just to make sure that it's something that we really find valuable and not just like, Hey, I want to go do this. Like he's always asking why. Well, you couldn't, you couldn't just show up and say, Hey, I wanted to go, you know, world, world domination. They were kind of still new. You still had to get out, get out of jail free card. And it was like, Hey, I hadn't met anybody. I'm going to go because everybody else is going. You probably said, okay, but this one you have, you have to justify kind of where you're, why you're going and what you're doing. And, and, and what, what, what were his kind of, what was the devil's advocate role he played? Like, what did he say? Like, yeah, but did he have any of that kind of role or was it just like, he wasn't, he he wasn't against it, but he wasn't necessarily for it either. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, But the, the pushback that he had was um, he's like, I'm, I'm surprised that you didn't look for something that's more specific to user onboarding. Um, which my, my pushback on that is, well, I can't find it. I looked, I didn't find any conferences that are specifically about user onboarding because user onboarding is normally just a part of the product, the design, like just yep. the software itself. So it was like, now I did, I did, um, there is a guy who does user onboarding workshops. His name is Samuel Hulick, Hulick. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he runs useronboard.com and he does intermittent workshops. Um, but they, I told Matt that, um, I was, I was personally unsure how valuable that would be because it's three to four times the cost of, I think it's $2,500 a seat just for the day. And it's yep. in, they're in usually in San Francisco. I was like, yep. this is, you know, we're still, I was like, we're still a startup and I'd rather just spend, you know, $1,500 overall for everything instead of like $2,500 just to get in the room. Yep. Yep. Got it. And, and, and um, he didn't have any, and Samuel didn't have any scheduled. So that was another. Yeah. Okay. That made it and, and did, um, did, uh, did Matt give you kind of the review on kind of having greater the feedback that you had or was, was he not your, your manager at that time? It was, he, he gave that to me along with the founder is I, I joined, I joined the company before uh, other Matt did. And so the founder um, hired me directly. And so they had yeah. both given me that feedback. Uh, and so, so the the founder is the one who kind of said, "Hey, you need to have a little bit more technical skills. We'd like to see you get in the project management space." But Matt was more like, "Hey, you know, you're in customer success. You you should be, you know, kind of on the onboarding. You know, why aren't you going somewhere there?" So he he was kind of protecting his turf as it relates to that. Though the founder was more thinking about kind of broader spectrum for you. Yes, in a way. Um, too, that might be too and, strong. If it's too too strong, just sure. back it off. I'm just trying to make sure I. Yeah, I think right. it's probably. Yeah, just on the on that story side. Um, Nathan, Nathan is the founder. Nathan yeah, yeah. Barry. Uh, Nathan, Nathan um, was still very much on the side of. Was still very much on the side of me focusing on onboarding. 
and like mm-hmm. the customer the customer cycle in that space, but mm-hmm. also saying like you need you need to do to do better at understanding the technical data behind like what like what powers this and being able to like create formulate and measure your own like projects and processes without yep, yep. needing so much feedback from us. Got it. That, that helps. All right, we're going to cut things off here for now. But in the next episode, you're going to hear the rest of the interview. If you want to find out more about Rocketship.fm, go to Rocketship.fm. It's pretty simple, right? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, so you don't miss future episodes in this series. And if you like today's episode, tell a friend. Or two friends, or a lot of friends. We would love it if you would spread the word. We, You can sign up for our newsletter. We have partnered with Product Collective, Mike Belsito's company, to bring you even more content each week. So if you sign up for the newsletter, you're going to get content from Rocketship FM. You're also going to get detailed product content from Product Collective, which is incredibly valuable. And as entrepreneurs, it's one of the most important topics for us to stay up on. So go to rocketship.fm and sign up for our newsletter. If you enjoy this content, leave us a quick review um, or tell a friend or share the link on Twitter. Anything helps to get the word out about the show. We really appreciate it. We'll be right back here in just a couple of days.